Sweet Anelli Frittato. You know it's going to be a good show when I start it with Anelli Frittato. And a Charles Nelson Riley. Throwing in the mix. Um, Wild show today. Oh, my God. What a scoop. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. You know, the iPhone guy and the iPad guy, he's going to be calling into the show to talk to us about the new Apple Watch. I can't believe we got the scoop. Uh, I guess he's over in Europe right now uh, doing a a keynote address in, in Berlin, but he's taking time out to call in and talk to us about this amazing new watch. Super exciting. Um, we've also got a crazy news story. Oh, my God. This, this one's kind of freaky and scary. Um, so we're going to be dealing with that. And then uh, we've got uh, a pavement pounder calling in. Said he found something interesting at the front door. I had asked the question about the front door, and uh, this guy found something. So uh, we're going to find out what, what he, he uh, dug up. And, uh, you know, just uh, all kinds of cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to talk to Tim Cook from Apple. Uh so here we go, everybody. Uh, get your braces on your face. Tighten them up. It's the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce... The Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger potion. You're listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face... And a reason why! Yo, oh, man, what do you expect? The guy's a gigolo, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? I'm still alive. Well, I'll tell you what I won't give you, you muckers! I won't give you the satisfaction of saying that I'm sorry! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for it, believe me. <laughs> the Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is strange stuff. I had to start the show with this story, gang. Uh, you don't get this headline a lot, but here it is. Guy volunteers for world's first head transplant huh what what the hell yeah i guess uh you know some guy in russia a 30 year old russian man whose uh, muscles are wasting away uh they say they plan to transplant a human head and it's very highly appealing to this patient Good Lord. The, the patient says, I can hardly control my body now, says Valerie Spindinder But These Russian names. Do they not have any Smiths or Jones in Russia? I'm going to spell this name. S-P-I-R-I-D-O-N-O-V. Spirindendov. You know... You know they have those those games on on TV where where you'll at halftime a guy will throw a basketball all the way across a basketball court 
and win a million dollars, it's highly improbable that they'll get it. But if they throw it and they get a, they, they make net, they get a, a million dollars. They should have this for Russian names. If you can say this Russian name coherently and correctly, you'll win a million rubles. I mean, who can say these names? Spindinderdorf and Vid. Anyways, a uh, computer scientist, and I don't know if it's a man or a woman, because I don't know if Valerie's a Russian male name or a Russian female name. I'm guessing maybe it's a female, but then at the beginning it says a Russian man. So, oh, you Russians. So I guess it's a man, Valerie Spindinderdorf, is a computer scientist with Wernig Hoffman disease. What the hell? Where, where do they come? Wernig Hoffman. Sounds like a piano maker met Dustin Hoffman and got sick. Wernig slash Hoffman disease. Boy, I think I think if you get something with that name, you're you're doomed anyhow. You probably should think about getting a new body or moving your head somewhere else. You, you don't want Wernig slash Hoffman disease. Where do they come up with these names? It's almost worse than Valerie's last name. Why don't they just call it Valerie slash Spenderndendorf disease? They're both horrible names. That's why this guy's sick. He's surrounded by horrible names. He says, I need help every day, every minute, poor guy. I don't like hearing that. I'm now 30 years old. And though although people rarely live to more than 20 with this disease, Wernigerhoffman disease, um, it's sad. That's sad to hear. Um, this Italian physician says he's willing, uh, the Italian physician says he's received many offers from people willing to undergo the world's first human head transplant, including transsexuals seeking another body. Well, that may, geez, you're going to open up a whole new market if these head transplants are successful. Yeah. I guess transsexuals won't have to go through all the uh, series of operations to get their genitalia tailored to their delight. They won't have to take all the, the hormone shots and grow their boobies or reduce their boobies. They could just go, you know what? Put my head on uh, that Victoria's Secret model over there. Yes, I promise I'll shave the beard. Yet yeah, just put it on. I'll lose the beard, okay? See, that, that's what you, 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 you can't change. You plop a head on another body. Does the head match the body? Um, so I guess this, this doctor's had a lot of offers, but he wanted someone suffering from muscle atrophy and chose Spenderndendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendendend
Okay, now here's where it gets hairy, okay? He says the operation will require 150 doctors and nurses, many of whom have asked to join the team. I wonder if any of them go by the last name Frankenstein. Yes, doctor, I would like to join your surgery team. I would like to put a new head on the other body. My name, Frankenstein. Oh, God. Oh. He says two years is the time needed for the team to reach perfect synchronization. I mean, how much do you guys pay for one doctor? How much do you pay to go get your eye or your nose checked? How much to go have a wart scraped off your foot? What's that, three grand? 150 doctors and nurses? What? Holy crap. Where, what's that going to cost? Don't worry, we sold the island of Hawaii. We can pay for it, okay? Um, he says, after a 36-hour operation. Good Lord, that's two days, just about. The patient would lie in a coma for about a month. Well, doctors used electrical stimulation in an effort to connect spinal cord nerves to the new head. Good Lord. I mean, are, are we ready for that? Is that doable? I, I, maybe it is. Why not? If they can, they can transplant lungs, they can transplant to hearts, they can transplant kidneys. I mean, is it is it that improbable to plop a new head on somebody? I don't know. Wow, you'd never age. At least your body would never age. You know, if you if you hit uh, if you hit like uh, fifty, and you didn't like the direction your body was going, you could be just like, well, I'm go I'm, I'm tired of this body. I'm heading down to the Benjamin Buttons Medical Clinic, and I'm I'm getting a new body. I don't care. Well, it's a 14-year-old girl, but I know it will look strange, but I'll grow into it. Yes, my head will weigh more than my body just about, but I'll grow into it. Don't you worry about me. Okay, you just go out and look for some training bras and... Some videos on how I handle my first menstrual cycle. That's all I need to know. Um, but the experts, now here's where it gets weird. The experts are dismissing his plan, his operation, as laughable or dangerous. I guess they tried it on a monkey. A monkey died after undergoing a head transplant in 1970. One doctor said, I would not wish this on anyone. There are a lot of things worse than death. Wow. That poor monkey. Just running around in the trees, eating bananas. Suddenly they take his head off, and what what'd they attach it? What, what are you going to attach a monkey head to? Janet, is it just me, or is your little girl looking hairier every day? Um, she's, uh, she, she's, um, going through puberty. I know, but she keeps chattering at me. And why is she climbing that coconut tree backwards? Ah, uh, she's just, 
She's going through a growing spurt, Barbara. It's okay. Okay, if you say so. Um, so there you go. That's, I had to start with that crazy story. Getting a new head put on. Wow, and the monkey got it in 1970. That's a long time ago, man. 1970, they're wearing elevator shoes and bell-bottoms. Of course they couldn't successfully do it. They didn't know what they were doing. Okay, this this is 2015, man. Of course we can put a new head on somebody. This is the world of, of technology, of the iPhone, of the iWatch. And speaking of which... Um, I believe Roger, do we have him calling in? Yeah. Okay. So as you know, the new, uh, Apple watch, I don't think it's actually called the iWatch, but I, that's what I call it because I put I in front of everything Apple. Uh, but I guess, uh, as you know, that the, uh, the, uh, new Apple watch is just around the corner. It's coming out. And uh, we got real lucky. We got uh, the CEO of Apple, uh, Tim Cook, is calling in to talk to us here at the podcast today at the Harlan Highway about the new uh, Apple Watch. So uh, hang on tight. This is going to be very uh, interesting and illuminating. We're very excited to get the scoop from uh, President and CEO Tim Cook of Apple, Inc., and uh, let's do a commercial, Roger. When we come back, let's talk to uh, Tim Cook here on the Harland Highway. You're such a fuck-ass. What? Please. Did you just call me a fuck-ass? Elizabeth, that's enough. You can go suck a fuck. Oh, please tell me, Elizabeth. How exactly does one suck a fuck? You want me to tell you? Please tell me. We will not have this at the dinner table. Stop. Hello? Hello. Hey, Harlan. This is Blake from Dallas. Um, you're talking about weird stuff at the front door. Yeah, this one time I was uh, treating a customer's property, and I jumped back in my truck and printed their invoice out and uh, was headed back up to their front door to hang the invoice. And at the front door, um, there was a parrot perched up. Like, you know those... Uh, to the left and right of the front door some at some houses there's those tall skinny narrow windows and um there was this parrot like perched up on that window ledge and it was looking straight into the house but like on the other side of the glass was this cat staring right into the parrot right at the parrot so they're kind of face to face with this piece of glass in between them and i was confused i was like Where'd this parrot come from? Because it wasn't there when I knocked on the door at the beginning of the the job. But there was this parrot, and um, I, I knocked on the neighbor's door and um, asked him. I was like, "Do you know if this uh, this woman if she if she owns a parrot?" And uh, he said, "No, I don't think so." And uh, we gave her a call. She said she didn't own a parrot. And so we were kind of confused as to what to do because this parrot, it had a, a ring around its leg, so it, it belonged to somebody. And um, we stood there looking at the parrot, and then this woman came walking down the street, and she had this kind of frantic look on her face. And I flagged her over and was like, are you looking for a parrot? And it was her parrot, and 
I guess she had went outside with it for a moment and um, was letting it get some sun or something, and it just took off. So that's my weird story for the day. Take care, Han. Wow, okay, there it is. Thanks for sharing. Uh, The question of the day the other day was, have you ever found anything weird at your front door? And I went through a whole list of crazy stuff I found. And uh, this uh, listener, thanks for calling, by the way, uh, didn't find it at his front door, but at someone else's front door, a, a crazy parrot. And uh, it was, you know, as I was listening to your story, it was, it was like a like a Friday night Hardy Boys mystery. You know, it's like you're there and there's no parrot. And then all of a sudden you're there and there's this mysterious parrot and it's staring down the cat. And you start making phone calls and knocking on doors and you start putting all the pieces together and then you see some lady coming down the street looking frantic and you you deduce that she's probably the owner of the lost parrot. And you solved the mystery of the doorfront parrot. I think you're officially a hardy boy now, okay? No, I don't think so. Well, look, Blake, you don't have a choice because you, you went to a complete stranger's house and what did you see at the front door at the front door um there was a parrot okay and what was the first question you asked yourself when you saw the parrot blake where'd this parrot come from because it wasn't there when i knocked on the door okay and by asking that question out loud you inadvertently became a a detective you became a pet detective you became a hardy boy okay are are we clear? Um, no, no. Um, you're just a Hardy boy, okay? The, the parrot mystery is solved. The front door parrot mystery is solved. Thank you, Blake, for your call. Uh, you know, folks, if you want to call me, um, you can do that. Three two three seven three nine four three three zero. The question of the day the other day is: You ever found anything wacky or weird on your front door? Oh, Harlan, it's Roger. Yeah, there's someone on the hotline. Oh wow! Okay, it's probably uh, it's probably Tim Cook. Okay, is is he there? You've got Roger. You've got him. Okay, great. Okay, this is super exciting. What a what a great uh, what a great guest we have on the show. Um, as I told you earlier, we were going to be talking with the CEO and uh, chairman of Apple Incorporated, Apple Industries, and. Uh, as you know, they've they've uh, released the new uh, Apple Watch, and uh, and we're gonna talk to uh, Mr. Cook about um, you know all its capabilities and and the future of Apple. And uh, let's just get right into it. Are you are you there, uh, Mr. Cook? Hi, Arland. How are you? I'm great, sir. Uh, what a honor and a pleasure to have you here on the Harland Highway. Fantastic. Great to be here. Love the show. We listen all the time. Well, really? Wow. Oh, yes. We don't miss an episode. Well, oh, wow. Okay. Thank you so much. We thank you for putting your podcast, your fantastic podcast, on iTunes. Yes, it is on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Cook. Uh, Just call me Tim, okay, Harlan? Okay, uh, Tim. Listen, let's jump right in. Yes, let's. Um, the 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 
The Apple Watch is uh, here. People are excited about it, and and uh, the, you know we've I've looked at some of the videos online. Its capabilities are absolutely astounding. Well, we tried to outdo ourselves this time, Harlan. As you know, Apple, we are innovators. Yeah, we're trying to push the needle. We're trying to move society forward. We're trying to integrate technology into people's everyday lives. And and you really did something that I haven't seen before. Um, when you say integrate technology into people's lives, you married the technology of the watch with with the physical being of a human uh, a human being. You 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 created a function where one could monitor. Uh, another person's heartbeat if they're also wearing a Apple Watch. Oh, yes. It's, it's just, uh, you know, we tried to find that link between, uh, you know, technology and, and humanizing the technology that people were wearing. Up until now, there's been that disconnect. But, Harland, I think we found it with the Apple Watch where it sits on your arm and it reads your pulse and you can relay that message to other Apple Watch wearers. Oh my God! And I heard that you uh, you had a personal um, encounter with this uh, technology. Oh yes, it was wonderful. I actually got to. I gave my father a watch, who's uh, you know a few years older than me, obviously. Yeah, I, I imagine. And uh, it was a wonderful. Uh, we we were monitoring each other's uh, heartbeats. And my father had a severe heart attack. Well, uh, he was wearing the watch. Oh my! Oh wow! Yes, it was quite. It was, it was one of those ones that just kind of almost dropped you on the spot, Harlan. Oh my God! I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, what was fortunate is I we both had the the heart monitoring function on while it was happening, and it was so wonderful. I was able to be with my father while he was having a massive heart attack and was incapable of getting any help or calling. He was, from what I understand from the medics who arrived on the scene, uh, obviously too late, that he was twisting and spasming on the floor for a good 20 minutes. Oh my God, that, I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, Mr. Kirk, t Tim. Oh, it was wonderful to be able to share that intimate moment with my father through through the Apple Watch and to see his heartbeat just dancing around. I was watching my watch and, you know, when he was doing fine, it was just pulsing, you know, the regular heartbeat. And you could see it, you could see the heart on the iWatch just boop, boop, boop. Okay. And then when that heart attack hit Harland, it was unbelievable. His heart patterns just started dancing all over the face of the watch. Oh, my God, that must have been startling. Or was it beautiful? I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the Northern Lights, the Aurora Borealis, Harland, but his massive heart attack was so Excuse me. It was so beautiful. It was like reminded me of when I was canoeing as a little boy and watching the northern lights dancing in the sky. His heart attack was dancing all over my wrist. Oh my, uh, sir, this, I, 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 am I confused here? But it, it almost sounds like you're you're romanticizing this. Um, this this horrible event that I think it killed your father. It sounds like. 
Oh, yes, he, he, he did not bounce back from that. I'm, I'm not so much romanticizing it, Harland, as I am, you know, how can I put it? I'm grateful for it. I'm, 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 I'm embracing it. Um, to be there and see those colorful lights on my watch. And it was wonderful because I was giving a sales seminar. I was giving one of my my speeches and I was in front of a live crowd. We were at a theater in uh, Dallas, Texas, and we had 2,000 people in front of me while I was on stage. And it couldn't, his heart attack couldn't have come at a better time. I've got to tell you, I was showing the heartbeat to the crowd, showing the functionality of this incredible piece of technology. And people were, uh, you know, intrigued by the fact that I could connect to my father and monitor his heartbeat. And I could see they were amazed and a little bit mesmerized. But I have to tell you, Harlan. Sir, I don't know if I like where this is going. If I could just uh, get through this. Oh, okay, sir. When, when my father had his massive coronary and my eye watch lit up like the northern lights, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost euphoric. The people in the crowd almost went into a trance. The way his heart patterns were bumping around and splashing across the screen, and the colors, the vibrant colors of purples, yellows, violets, oranges, uh, light pinks, it was almost like a, a sunset in Bermuda. And as my father twisted and writhed on the floor, his arms and legs you know, locking up from the, uh, his heart collapsing, uh, I can only imagine if he could have known that the, the joy he was bringing to Apple fans all over the place, all over the world, because we were broadcasting the lecture over the Internet. Oh, okay. So the, I, I'm sorry. I, look, I appreciate Apple. I, I appreciate the technology. I appreciate the, the new watch. But 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 to to to, 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 to have your father die while you're giving a lecture and, and did you did you use the watch to call anybody? I mean I know the watch has the capability. Did you call nine one one? Well I wasn't about to <laughs> I wasn't about to interrupt. Uh, possibly one of the best sales tools that I've ever had uh, come across my desk. I mean, we did not plan on the absolute artistic beauty of a massive heart attack happening on the uh, the Apple Watch. And to, I, I mean, we must have sold a watch to every person in that crowd because of my father's sacrifice. Well, I don't know if it's a sacrifice, sir. I don't think he was in on this. I, I think he... He, uh, he came to a terrible end. He had a massive heart attack, and it sounds like you're profiting off of, uh, and I, I hate to use that word, but it sounds like you're profiting off his death. Well, let's not, look, we're innovators at Apple, Harland, and, um, you know, we're going to take what our environment offers, and if we can turn that around and give it to our customers, then we're going to do it. And as my father laid on the floor, his, his face locked in a permanent painful scowl, his teeth gritting, his eyes pinned shut, his, his fingers and toes curled up into claws as his heart seized up and locked. 
he had no way of knowing the contribution he was making as his beautiful heart attack danced across the iWatch screen and created northern lights and splashed those people. If you could see his massive coronary triple bypass heart attack twinkling in, in their eyes, it was, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was almost a godsend. Okay, sir, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but this, this is unacceptable. Um, well, let me tell you what else our watch does, Harlan. Since you're having, I, I can tell there's a little bit of a, a little hesitation, a little glitch in your voice. Well, sir, that you're talking about your father. Let's move on to what else it does. And not only can you listen or see your partner or your family or friend's heartbeat, the 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 Apple Watch is unbelievable. As I was driving the other day, I came upon a car crash. And there was a car, a minivan flipped over, and, and two of the people in it had severe lacerations. One of them actually had severed their carotid artery in their throat, and they were bleeding out. They were bleeding out. Let's not mince words here. Oh, my God, sir. And I was able to pull my Tesla over to the side of the road, and very casually I walked across the road, and I pressed my Apple Watch against their neck, and guess what? Oh my God, what? Their neck closed shut. It just healed. Have you ever seen the X-Men movies when the Wolverine gets, you know, he gets a severe laceration from a bullet or a sword? Yes, and his skin kind of magically heals up. That's what happened here. Um, this, this woman's uh, neck, she, it was actually spurting. It was spurting like a ripe grapefruit from uh, Bermuda or the Dominican Republic, and I just, I just touched it, almost like a magic wand, like Harry Potter's. I pressed my uh, Apple Watch against her neck, and her skin fused shut and stopped the bleeding. And then another little boy, uh, his leg was actually amputated. It got sliced off by the guardrail, and I, I just crawled down into the little ravine. I found his leg. It was still kicking a little, like a, have you ever seen when a lizard's tail comes off Harlan and it's thrashing around. This boy's leg was actually, it was actually hopping around. It was kicking an old Coke can. It looked like it was having fun, but I knew it belonged on this little boy. So I took it up. I pressed the leg back to the joint where it was severed and the leg reattached almost immediately. It was unbelievable. Okay. Wait a second, sir. If I could just uh, keep going, Harlan, I'd like to get this out. There was a girl at a hospital. She was in a four-year coma, and her parents asked me to come in, and I went in, and I just put the Apple iWatch right to her forehead just for a minute. I had the Mickey Mouse um, faceplate on, and little Mickey's legs were wiggling, and he was laughing, and I pressed it to her forehead, you know, I pretty hard. I almost punched her in the forehead with it, and she came out of an 11-year coma. Can you believe the power of my new watch? Okay, this is a bit crazy. I was camping not too long ago, and a grizzly bear confronted me and, 
and my friends that I were camping with, and it charged. It charged a full-on charge, about 40 miles an hour, these grizzly, the Kodiak bear, and they can top out at about 40 miles per hour at a full run. And coming right at me, I held up the watch, and that thing stopped in its tracks, rolled on its back, and me and my friends were actually rubbing its belly. It was unbelievable. Okay, you know what, sir? I don't know that the Apple Watch can do all this thing. Did I tell you that the other day I actually put a call into God? The Apple Watch can call heaven, and I had a nice long talk with God. Okay, you know what, sir? We have to run. And God said that we have to run, Mr. Cook. Call me Tim Marlin. Would you like to, to not, I can connect you to God right now if you want. I have to go, sir. Thank you. Okay, Harlem. Everybody go out and get their app. Yes, I hung up on him. The guy was about to tell he's about to tell everyone to go out and get the iWatch. Can you believe this guy is fa- his father while suffering a massive lethal heart attack? Uh, he's he's watching this happen on his on his wrist, and he's he's showing it to to people while he gives a keynote address, and he's using it as a a, a marketing ploy. Wow, that's I'm I'm sorry, that's unethical. Pe- people are gonna call in and go, how could you how could you hang up on Tim Cook, the the, the man helming the most uh, financially successful corporation in the world. And you just hung up on them, and I'm like, yeah, you're damn right. Look, I like Apple products, but there's a limit, man. You got to, you know, he talked about humanizing this watch, and that, that, that sounded very dehumanizing to me. So uh, we're going to move on. What? No. And then the doctor said that my father recovered from the heart attack just for a minute, long enough to have a massive stroke. And, oh, my God, the iWatch lit up. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to an art gallery, Harlan, and seen like a Picasso or uh, even Van Gogh's Sunflowers or Van Gogh's Starry Night. It's just the iWatch, well, he was having a stroke, and the left side of his body was freezing up and being paralyzed. The colors and the splashes that went across the, uh, the, the, the Apple Watch. It was like watching Van Gogh himself perform some brush strokes. Okay, stop calling here, Mr. Cook. Call me Tim. Listen, where are you right now? I'm over in Berlin, Germany, but I'm wearing my new Apple Watch. Why don't I press the transporter function and I can be there in about two seconds right in your studio. I don't know why we're talking over the phone. Do you mind if I transport? Okay, hang up on him. Transport with his eye. Good Lord, this guy's nuts. Roger, let's end the show right now. Can't take anymore. Hello. Hey, Arlen, this is Zach from Indianapolis. So I noticed that you're getting really close to podcast number 666. Um, I don't know if you're uh, religious or superstitious or anything, but that's uh, like the number of the beast, the devil. So I didn't know if any strange events might be happening uh, on the highway that day, but just thought you might want a heads up to take precautions. But until next time, ciao, man. Wow, you know, Zach, you're right. Our our next podcast is uh, episode 666. And rest assured, 
uh we we don't uh subscribe to you know that kind of like religious stuff the mythology the belief the uh you know the 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 evils of the devil of lucifer of satan you know there, there won't be any of that on our our show uh you can be guaranteed of that it's gonna be safe it's gonna be fine we're not gonna be dealing with the devil or talking about uh, the dark lord, the dark master, whatever you call him. Uh, we're going to be just fine, okay? So thank you for uh, the heads up. Uh, we are aware of it, and uh, the show will have nothing to do with hell. In fact, we're not even going to go to hell during the next show. Hint, hint. Um, all right, so there you go. Thanks for the call. If you want to uh, leave us a message, you know the number, 323-739-4330. Um, the, the number is also available right on the homepage at harlandwilliams.com. You can't miss it. Uh, phone and leave your messages, and you never know what's going to happen. Um, if you don't want to leave a phone message, you can write me at harlowilliams.com. Just go to our contact page. And also, while you're there, if you don't subscribe to my YouTube channel, you're missing all the fun. I've been starting to put a lot of wacky videos up on my YouTube channel, and people are enjoying them. And you guys who haven't hit that little subscribe button are missing out. Now, you don't have to watch them, or you can watch them, and you can share them with your friends. Uh, but just like this podcast, they're geared at making you chuckle. They are ridiculous. They're silly. They're, you know, you be the judge of what they are. They might be a complete waste of your time. But um, if you don't like them, you can turn them off. And if you like them, you can watch them again and again. Um, I try to make them as fun and silly as I can for you guys. And there's no charge. There's no cost. You just, when you get on my homepage at harlowilliams.com, go down to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see a little YouTube icon and it says subscribe. All you got to do is click it and you're in. There's no hidden fees. There's no spam. There's no junk mail. The only thing you get sent to your email is whenever I post a new video, you get to look at it before everybody else. So there you go free laughter um what else is going on um and while you're at the harlowilliams.com please check out our store people are going in and buying the magic pardon my french fuck off t-shirt this thing is like it's the ultimate prank it's so good it's a it's a t-shirt with a bunch of random letters on it and people walk up and say what the hell does your shirt say and when they do that, you fold, you pull the bottom flap up to the top flap of the shirt, and it spells the words "fuck off." And it's everybody laughs. Everyone wants this shirt. It's only twenty uh, bucks, twenty-two bucks, and we mail it out to you. But uh, the orders are coming in fast and furious, so don't be left out. Uh, if you want to see a video of how the shirt works, go to the store at harlowilliams.com and you can see a little demo of how it works. And I promise you, not only are your friends going to ask you what the shirt says, complete strangers are going to ask you 
This is the ultimate shirt to wear to a frat party or any kind of like football weekend, any type of social gathering. You will be the talk of the party and you will definitely be able to abuse anyone who decides to get too nosy with you and your shirt. So it's right there at the uh, Harland, uh, Hi- HarlandWilliams.com uh, web store. We have uh, we have the shirts in gray. We have them in black. We have from size small all the way up to 2XL for you big boys and girls. Uh, so get on it, and we will ship that out to you ASAP, and uh, you can start having fun. Many satisfied customers with that shirt. Um, Let's get to my shows. Uh, We are in April, and uh, Wednesday, April 22nd, I will be appearing at the Halifax Comedy Festival in Nova Scotia, Canada, one night only, uh, Wednesday the 22nd. Make sure you're there. It's going to be a blast. And then the very next night, I'll be at the Foxwood Casino at Comics in Connecticut, Mantucket or Nantucket or some crazy name, comics with an X, C-O-M-I-X, at the Foxwood Casino. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I will be there April 23rd through to the 25th, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, uh, there is a change in my schedule. I was supposed to go to Ottawa. Ottawa, Canada, the first weekend in May, May 1st and 2nd. Uh, that gig had to be canceled, um, so do not uh, do not buy tickets for that show. But if you are on the East Coast and you want to see me, I will be the following weekend, May 7 through, uh, through 10. I will be at uh, Helium in Buffalo, New York. My first time ever doing stand-up in the Buffalo area. I grew up near Buffalo. I watched Rocket Ship 7 as a kid. It was a kid show about a creepy astronaut guy who lived in a rocket ship and had a bunch of weird puppets, Egelbert Humperchick and Dust Mop and all these creepy puppets. It was, it was a very creepy show, but I watched it. Buffalo. So uh, we'll see you there. And then at the end of May, May 21st to the 24th, I'm going to be at one. Oh, I love this club. It's called the American Comedy Co. And it is in San Diego, California. Get your tickets. They're all up for sale online at harlandwilliams.com. So uh, check it out. And I can't wait to see y'all there. And we're going to have a good time. So uh, that's it for now, everybody. Um, Thank you for being here. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. And uh, keep on smiling. Keep on laughing. And until next time, chicken. Chow mein, baby. And uh, we gave her a call. She said she didn't own a parrot. And so we're kind of confused as to what to do. Because his parents. <laughs>